Hey streamers, welcome to the Streaming Lab podcast. Jan here with my co-host Vinit. Each episode, we are having a look at the latest headlines and trends that are shaping streaming in Middle East, North Africa, and India. What happened this week in streaming in MENA? A new streaming sports service in the US. Yes, it's about the US, but you'll see. What's next on Netflix MENA? The last topic is about integral to launch sandbox content on OTT platform. And for streaming in India, Rugby Premier League announced, non-fiction shows on the rise, and finally, Disney Plus hot star subscriber numbers increase. Hi, Vinit. How are you doing today? Hey, Ian. Hi, streamers. We're already uh, second week of February. Lots going on. And uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing about, you know, uh, and discussing the, the big sports announcement from the US, but yeah, and how it impacts all of us. February is a very important month, Vinita. I'm sure you know why. Five five days left before Valentine's Day. It's my birthday soon. Ah, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Valentine's Day, of course, the 14th and on the, on the 18th, it's my birthday. So <laughs> don't forget about it. We celebrate. We celebrate. Yeah. Great. Let's start with the first topic. It's not about Mina, but of course we had to talk about it. That uh, crazy announcement about a new streaming sports service in the US. So let me tell you a little bit more about uh, this uh, news. ESPN, Fox, Warner Bros. Discovery are joining forces to launch a JV, so a joint venture for a new streaming sports service in the US. It will start in fall 2024. As you can guess, so the platform will merge sports content from all those companies. And uh, of course, yeah, it's including uh, major professional and college sports. So I just uh, have the list in front of my eyes. So let's, uh, let me tell you uh, some of the leagues uh, and tournaments. That's uh, huge. So pro football, NFL, UFL, basketball, NBA, WNBA, baseball, MLB, hockey, NHL. Do you want more? <laughs> It's, it's huge. So college sports, we know in the US it's uh, it, it's very important. So they have a lot of college sports. I'm not going to, to mention all of them uh, here. So golf, PGA Tour, uh, championship, the Masters. Then tennis, they will have uh, Wimbledon, US Open, Australian Open. Not too bad. Um, several uh, cycling uh, races, so uh, uh, Giro in Italia. And, uh, and and others also um, all over the world. Soccer, FIFA World Cup, US soccer. So not too bad. Uh, La Liga, Bundesliga, UEFA, um, CONCACAF, MLS also, of course. Some bad sports, they will have UFC. And automobiles, Formula One, NASCAR, and 24 hours of Le Mans in, uh, in France. What do you think about it? Not too bad, huh? Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Yes, the objective is like to bring then uh, all in one sports uh, streaming service and available through an app, or so I assume like uh, on many devices. And they should plan also to, to bundle this one with, uh, you know, their own direct to consumer services like Disney Plus, Hulu, and uh, Max, HBO Max. That is Max now. Let's see. Uh, on the paper, honestly, it's amazing. Uh, I'm sure you saw that the, the stock uh, price of uh, Disney uh, jumped last week. Mm, so it looks like um, 
everybody is happy about it, but uh, on the paper, we know it's always uh, very difficult to manage this kind of uh, joint venture. We have many examples that failed in the US, in France. Uh, what I saw is that uh, Disney should uh, manage this JV um, at 50%, but I understood that the management will be the kind of independent from the other services. So interesting again on the paper. Ah, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my question, so of course it's about the US, my question, uh, what I want to, to write on Monday is let's try to think about a similar JV, but in MENA. So would it make sense? To have one service gathering all the major sports league and tournaments, international, local, on a single streaming service, and uh, it will it would look like kind of an uh, alliance from the local streaming services. So I like this topic. I'll try. So it will be like a kind of a dream, but uh, that's that's good to dream. We'll see. Absolutely. No, I think um, it's uh, you know it's 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 basically brought us all back to life in a way. After you know all the announcements, at least for me, after hearing about Geo and um, and Disney Star in India and uh, Sony Z and you know all all upheavals, uh, this is this is extremely interesting. I think it's it's one way for the traditional media companies to get together to to fight against uh, you know the Googles, Metas, Amazons of the world. Uh, so it's it's refreshing. Uh, but as you said, it's not never easy managing so many stakeholders. Uh, a lot of unanswered questions on, you know, uh, revenue models, how the revenue gets split, how the cost gets split. Um, it's good that you just mentioned about the fact that it's independent uh, company, which is good. But what I was reading and which is interesting is that um, not many of the rights holders or the, uh, let's put it this way, the original content leagues, uh, they were unaware that this was going on. So the NBA, the NFL, they had no idea that uh, this was happening in the background. Uh, and you can, you can, you know, yeah, and you can, you can tell why that basically, you know, it impacts the rights uh, pricing, the negotiations. It's it's something that you don't want to reveal uh, to your partners too soon. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating. I mean, that's crazy. You know, I saw this news also. I, I can't imagine like. How can they announce such a, a big move without um, involving all the content providers? That's very strange. You know, they have to agree to be on a new service. It's not; it won't be like just a bundle. You know, it could be a new service. So I assume <laughs> there will be a name. So you know, and the the content contract. So I'm not a specialist when it comes to sports, but for entertainment, at least he, the contract is valid only when you mention the exact. Uh, platform very strange let's see your first news about uh, streaming in uh, india is also about sports so tell me more about the rugby premier league yeah super exciting man so this is you know uh, when you think about india you don't think about rugby usually you think about cricket you think about tennis you think about uh, you know now football uh, kabaddi but um, uh, rugby is uh, gaining in popularity uh, and there's a film star, actually, who's the president of the Indian Rugby Football Union, uh, who's a gentleman called Rahul Bose. Now, Rahul Bose is, you know, growing up in India, we used to see him in, in theatrical plays, and then he moved on to uh, make offbeat alternative cinema and alternative kind of movies, uh, almost art cinema. 
and um, you know he's a he's a Bengali guy from Kolkata, which is the northeast of the country, and he's a massive um, rugby fan. And then he eventually became the president of the Indian Rugby Football Union, and they just announced uh, the Rugby Premier League. Uh, I think it's supposed to be held this year. Will be the inaugural one in September, and um, very very interesting. I think uh, it's great to see that. We have now uh, pretty much a league uh, similar to the IPL. I mean, no uh, comparison in terms of scale, but still, uh, you know, every sport is now organizing these uh, these Premier Leagues, as they say. You know, so hockey has something. The ISL is for football in India. You have cricket with the IPL. Uh, you have uh, someone planning a tennis league, and now there's the the rugby Premier League. So um, it's it's good for sport. Uh, Clearly, uh, there is a, a chance for sponsors to get involved. I think rugby is, you know, it's, it's a sport that is not cannot be picked up by any anyone off the street. Uh, you know, it's a specific class of people in India play rugby. Uh, so you know, it'll be interesting to see how the how this impacts the grassroots uh, rugby movement. Uh, but definitely something that I'm personally uh, extremely excited about. That's amazing. It's always uh, great to see like a new sports coming to a, a country. Honestly, yeah, you're right. Like uh, rugby in India, it doesn't like uh, ring a bell. But uh, yeah, I can't wait, can't wait to see the result. What's um, amazing also is that everything starts uh, because of passion. So one guy was uh, passionate about uh, rugby and he made it happen. So it's better if uh, this specific guy has uh, a lot of cash. <laughs> it always helps. I don't. I'm sure it will become a business at some point, but uh, I'm sure that at the beginning, it's, it's it's a lot of investment time. You, you're not sure if the sports uh, will be relevant uh, for uh, for specific agencies in India, but that's okay. Like they they just uh, decided to start and, and make it happen. So it's it's enough for me. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see uh, what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, looking forward to it. Next. Uh, News com coming back to streaming uh, in uh, Mina and the news about Netflix. So we discussed about uh, Netflix uh, during many uh, uh, past uh, episodes. It shows also, you know, that they are focusing more and more in the region. And the, the news of last week is even more interesting. So they announced their slates or uh, the new uh, films and TV series they are going to release in uh, Mina. So Arabic shows, of course. And... Um, a lot of great uh, content. So um, let me uh, let me let me uh, list quickly some of them. So they come from different countries: Saudi Arabia, UAE, Egypt, Kuwait, Jordan, and uh, yeah, very diverse and different kind of content. Um, but uh, not that great. So, for example, Mazamir Junior is a TV series from KSA. It's an uh, animated title. Then you have Basma, it's a film from uh, Saudi. You have uh, Finding Ola season two. I've heard that season one is amazing. TV series from Egypt. You have Echoes of the Past, the TV series from Egypt again. Al Harabi uh, School for Girls season two. We mentioned about it two episodes ago, TV series from Jordan. Exchange season two uh, from Kuwait. It's a TV series also. I loved it. And I had the opportunity to meet one of the uh, actresses uh, in real life so it was very interesting to discuss uh, with her and final one honeymoonish it's a film from kuwait 
So yeah, a lot of good titles. What strikes me the most is that it's a balanced list. So not all the titles come from Egypt uh, or Saudi, you know, and it represents also uh, what is the region. You have amazing titles in Saudi now. Egypt, of course, historically uh, has been uh, one of the best producer of uh, of content, Arabic content. Jordan, obviously, but Kuwait, like more and more. So um, can't wait to watch some of them. Honestly, I wasn't like kind of the the best audience to watch uh, Arabic uh, movies or TV series, but uh, because of uh, what Netflix is doing in the region, uh, I'm like becoming one of their targets, especially when it comes to Arabic content. So that's a good sign. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Do you watch Arabic content, Vinit, uh, not yet? I need to, I need to inaugurate, man. I need to do an inauguration. No, I, I'm tempted. Even I, for some reason, I don't know if it's listening uh, to the podcast when I play it or what, but um, on my phone, I get targeted now with uh, Arabic content ads uh, on, interestingly, both on, uh, also all three platforms, Instagram, I see ads, I see ads on Prime, I see ads on, I mean, or not ads, but I, you know, it comes up as recommended content on on Netflix for me. So yeah, I'm almost there. Careful, they are listening to us, you know. Yeah, exactly. Start, start <laughs> with The Exchange on Netflix. Uh, Kuwaiti TV series, uh, very easy to watch. And uh, season two is coming soon. So it's a good excuse. Uh, okay. You know what's also interesting, Yan? We just I, uh, remember uh, talking about it on one of the podcasts where uh, you said that, you know, Prime Video is pulling back from India and Netflix is doubling down. So, you know, it's... Um, I don't know. Maybe Prime is missing or missing a trick. Very strange, but I will say the one of the reasons is that uh, Netflix is a pure player. Amazon uh, Prime Video is an uh, added value service. Maybe it's the reason. <laughs> True. Next uh, news. It uh, looks like the non-fiction shows in India are on the rise. Yeah. So this is a very interesting. Uh, news that uh, that came a few days ago did i read about it or someone i mean you know we've been sort of following the rise of this over the last two years and then there was uh, the first indian uh production to win an oscar was a documentary uh which was the elephant whisperers um yeah and if you haven't seen it it's amazing very very nice uh way of you know it shows the relationship between the the elephant and the and the, his his caretaker and uh, it won the documentary, uh, uh, won the best documentary at the Oscars. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it's it's a trend that's picking up pace uh, in India. And um, a lot of the analysis actually shows that some of the platforms are gravitating towards uh, this kind of content uh, because the cost of uh, producing uh, original content or, uh, you know, the, the fiction content is is going through the roof. So this is one way for the platforms to hedge their bets and reduce their cost. Uh, and at the same time, the audience, uh, the good news for the platforms is that the audience also uh, seems to enjoy um, this kind of content. So, you know, you have uh, Netflix took the lead uh, as with everything else. It From what it sounds like over the last few years in content, you know, Netflix is, is the torch bearer. But uh, they started out with... Um, a, uh, the first big documentary was a, a glimpse of the elusive filmmaker Aditya Chopra of um, Yashraj Films. You know, this guy 
Yan, he's very media shy. No one knows what's going on. You know, he's the owner of the India's largest production company, but he's never seen anywhere. He wants, he's, yeah, like avoids the media. There's no interviews, nothing. And then Netflix managed to get him for like a full two hour uh, documentary called The Romantics. Uh, that was the first big one. And then there was this uh, documentary for the hunt for Virappan. You know, Virappan was a sandalwood smuggler in South India who was a little like a Robin Hood, you know, where he would uh, do well for the local villagers by looting the rich. And obviously, you know, he, it became a lot worse because he he started murdering people. But, you know, he and polit the politicians got involved. But that was the second one. And then Amazon Prime came in with Dancing on the Grave. Uh, cinema Marte Damtak, which was about Bollywood. Um, and then, you know, Discovery Plus did Hunt for the Indian Mujahideen. So, you know, I think you see more and more of this uh, non-fiction or unscripted content uh, becoming popular. And now, you know, uh, nothing beats uh, the popularity of Shark Tank India. Um, you know, we're still waiting for numbers to come, but I'm sure they'll be through the roof in terms of the viewership. So I think uh, I personally, I'm a big fan uh, I think I, I I know you are as well, right? Of like uh, unscripted content. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can spend a lot of time watching uh, this kind of content. Definitely, based on what you just said, like um, I assume this uh, kind of trend comes from the the international players, right? Or it's also the case for the local players? Yes, you're right. It it so far the trend has been. Um, uh, Taken up by the international guys, you know, so Netflix, uh, Discovery, Amazon Prime, which is good. They are they have the experience, you know. It's like a they've been doing uh, this for many years, so it's good if they can bring a, kind of a new uh, type of content to the to India. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, absolutely. I, I think the big opportunity, also, just thinking about it a little more, is to uh, make more of the regional stories. You know, as you can imagine, India has so many stories to tell that this could be popular with the regional guys. But uh, it's definitely something which is encouraging for the industry. Next uh, news, the last one about streaming in uh, Mina is about Integral. So the uh, media and entertainment arm of uh, STC, they just launched uh, Sandbox content on OTT platform. So let me tell you a little bit more uh, who is Sandbox Group. It's an uh, education-focused media company based in the UK, and they just like uh, sign a strategic partnership with Integral. So um, they will bring their educational content to Integral's OTT platform, so STC TV and Jawi TV. Uh, Jawi TV is for all Mina, and STC TV is mainly uh, for STC is a telecom operator. Uh, it will start in Saudi Arabia and Egypt, and. Um, Sandbox, even if we don't, they're not that uh, famous in terms of uh, company, you know, but they have a lot of great content, like the Grimm's uh, fairy tales adaptations. Uh, Pingu is very famous also. They have a lot of uh, educational series, like Learn to Draw, Clever Brenda. And the good point is that they will localize all of those uh, kids' contents in Arabic. So it's a big move for, for both players. And it shows also that local streaming services are ready to acquire uh, international kids' content. It was not uh, always the case, you know, but uh, specific content, you know, educational. So 
it's not, it's not, it's not only like a TV series, like, um, um, with the objective only to sell uh, branded items, I would say, but it's, uh, yeah, a way to educate, uh, kids. The objective for the streaming service is to improve loyalty. We know that kids, they can watch again and again, the same content. And the last point is that it creates for the kids also kind of a connection, I would say emotional connection with a streaming service. So the, if kids watch content on STC TV, um, definitely when they uh, grow up, they, they, they could stick to uh, this, uh, this same streaming service. And one more point, I believe also that uh, streaming services have to follow certain regulations. So they, it's kind of a secured content for the kids. Um, sometimes it's a little bit different if it's an uh, open, uh, I would say in free uh, services like uh, YouTube and others. So yeah, I truly believe about the power of kids content um, to, to educate and, um, our kids, even like a hobby kids in the region. So yeah, it's a good partnership. Oh, that's awesome, man. I mean, in fact, uh, you know, uh, Jan, my son, like even my daughter was, but now she's nine. But my son, uh, you know, he's a big fan of Peppa Pig. Um, and Peppa Pig, I was just reading about it. I was very curious to to see who's behind it in terms of the production. Because, you know, every um, episode has a message, uh, you know, uh, following the adventures of Peppa Pig and the family. And, you know, it shows family values. And all that good stuff. So it's produced by Hasbro and Carrot Animation, right? It's massive. And I'm assuming that, you know, it's, if Sandbox can do this uh, with STC for Arabic content, uh, Peppa Pig is is such a huge brand that uh, maybe all these, you know, big IPs, there's a case to localize, right? Yeah, definitely. They are not all localized. So they, they seem like, uh, yeah, a lot of rooms for improvement in the region. No, absolutely. Also, I think the last point on that is also encouraging that you mentioned YouTube and, you know, I'm, I'm like petrified of my kids, uh, you know, letting them uh, be on YouTube. Even YouTube kids has like random ads come out, coming up once in a while. So it's good that STC has this, you know, it'll be sort of their own wall garden versus putting it out there. So it's, it's encouraging. I'm not there yet with my son, so, but one day <laughs> it will happen. Let's see. Last uh, news of the day about uh, India and uh, so Disney Plus Hotstar subscriber numbers are increasing, right? Yeah. So this is, you know, Disney Plus Hotstar. Uh, Disney obviously is in the news uh, in the US because of the uh, super sports streaming app. But also closer to home, Disney Plus Hotstar announced uh, pretty encouraging subscriber numbers. They added uh, 0.7 million paid subscribers. Uh, reaching a total of 38.3 million subs uh, as per last quarter and you know the main uh, the main reason for this uh, is obviously the ICC cricket world cup uh, where the service held up to massive scale uh, you remember the record breaking 59 million concurrent viewers during the final match versus india australia uh, so you know i'm uh, i'm so glad that we have um, disney plus hotstar coming back into prominence uh, because, you know, it was the OG for us growing, you know, over the last uh, seven, eight years, ever since OTT started in India, uh, Hotstar was the platform of choice for all cricket. And then the rights were uh, got, you know, they went to 
Viacom and Geo. So it's just great news that they are back in action, even though uh, there's a uh, you know merger talk happening with uh, with Reliance. Um, I mean, you know, the average monthly revenue per paid subscriber is uh, is not much compared to um, compared to the West. It's one point two eight USD. But uh, you know, it's a it's a, in India. It's always a game of volume and scale, and not the revenue per user. So it's uh, it's encouraging. Definitely, users not only subscribe just to watch uh, cricket, but they stay on the platform or at least a, a decent number of them. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the Marvel, you know, the the, the Marvel. Uh, in India, they are huge fans, like in most countries. But they're huge fans of uh, of Marvel uh, shows and Marvel movies. Um, you know, obviously, you have the Disney, uh, the kids uh, content, which is very sticky. Plus, they're making originals. So yeah, very very uh, healthy signs for for Disney Plus uh, Hotstar, even though they're about to be sold. Yeah, I'm sure they uh, they had a yeah, they should have had an interesting anti churn strategy to retain those users. So. Could be good to dig a little bit more what they did. Great question of the week. What did you uh, watch uh, this week that you would like to recommend? So this is again, Yan. I'm I'm becoming a fan of French content, huh? Oh my god! Yeah. Again. So this one, this one again. You know, again, uh, it's a, uh, it's an, uh, it's a non-scripted uh, one, uh, but uh, it's a story that will literally blew my mind. Uh, it's about this uh, French, what would you call him? Like a, a cult leader, religious guru called Rael. He's uh, known as an alien prophet. Uh, and um, Netflix just released um, a documentary. Um, some might call it controversial, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've just seen two uh, episodes. It's a four-part docuseries uh, that examines this movement that uh, started in France uh, and then spread across Europe, um, where this guy says that you know he challenges the uh, the Darwin uh, theory of evolution by saying that we have not come from from God but from aliens, and there's an alien race uh, that is talking to him, and uh, you know uh, he converts a bunch of people to follow him for an alternative way of life. Uh, and uh, so on and so on, and I'll let you guys really enjoy it, enjoy the show. It's it's not for kids; it's eighteen plus, but thoroughly entertaining, uh, and it's 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 unbelievable, really. I was, honestly, I was uh, I was impressed to see uh, uh, him uh, on Netflix, so I'll definitely uh, watch this one. Yeah, I mean, you can't really, uh, you know, what what struck me was that, I mean, I had not heard about the story before I switched on Netflix yesterday. Um, and um, to think that someone who has such a bizarre story actually started a religion, it's absolutely crazy. What about you? This week, uh, I'd like to recommend um, South Korean uh, TV series. It's an anime, so it doesn't come from Japan this time, but from South Korea. Uh, it's called Solo Leveling. It started as a web novel like a manga i'm not sure we can say manga because it's not japanese so it's a web no novel that started in 2016 and then it became an anime uh, tv series in uh, from recently this year in in january 2024 
And uh, so I'm a big fan of anime, and this one is uh, is very different. So I subscribed again to Crunchyroll to watch it. It's um, it's a world of uh, hunters, the so human warriors with uh, abilities, and they have to battle uh, uh, monsters. And then, uh, of course, the famous weak uh, hunter uh, started to, to to be the most uh, the most famous one, um, like uh, at some point one day he started to to see like a screens in front of his face, uh, where he can level up his uh, abilities. So that's fun because it reminded me uh, the new uh, tool that Apple just launched uh, recently. Uh, it's it's a little bit like this. Uh, I'll share with you the link. I think you can watch the first episode for free. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for joining us on the Streaming Lab podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Streaming Lab for more insights at thestreaminglab.com. Until next week, and don't forget, keep streaming. Bye-bye. See you guys.